The Secret to Limitless Confidence and Power. Hello and welcome back. My name is Rob Wong. This is the Great Date Guy Podcast. Today we're talking about building confidence the easy way. Right? There are a lot of places out there that will tell you that confidence is not the absence of fear. It is acting despite the fear being there. And while I agree, I think that is also the really, really difficult and <laughs> challenging way to get to confidence. I think I think that is the hard way. It is certainly doable, but I think it takes a lot more effort than what I'm about to tell you today. So for those of you that are familiar with the podcast, you are probably already aware that I believe that confidence is actually the byproduct of something else. It is the appearance that I know exactly what I'm doing, what I'm exactly what I'm about to say, that I'm unfazed by things that are happening to me as we speak. But I don't think that confidence actually exists. I think it's the side effect of a few different things. Now, one of the ways that we've discussed in previous podcasts of becoming confidence is becoming confidence of becoming the embodiment of confidence is no <laughs> is knowing yourself. It is knowing yourself to the deepest degree possible. When I enter a situation, I can then begin to look inward and see what is it that I actually want to do. Do I want to go and have drinks by the pool? Is that something that would actually appeal to me? Do I want to go and talk to someone? If so, which of these people am I genuinely interested in talking to? And not the sense that I, I feel like I should go talk to them because I'm obligated to, I should, I have to, it would be a waste if I didn't, right? It's because I actually feel like talking to them. You got me? (laughs) So if I really, 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 really know myself, then I also really, 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 really know what to do in any situation. And that in of itself fits the definition of confidence. If I behave in a way that I know is consistent with me, if I rob the most rob way possible, then I can't help but appear to be confident to other people because I clearly know what I'm doing, right? It doesn't bother me. I can do things that might be difficult for other people because they're in alignment with who I am. Now, that is certainly one way to do it and one way that I heavily, heavily advocate for. There is no point in existing if you're not going to be authentically doing what you authentically want to do. Now, the alternative here is that like sometimes we do end up in situations where we have to do something that we're not 100% ready for. What do we do then? It's confronting, we have fear coming up, we have stories coming up, negative self-talk, our inner critic is going to town. What is the answer? Well, usually, (laughs) usually we don't have space for a 30-minute, one-hour, 90-minute coaching call. We can't just phone up our therapist and talk to them until the emotions go away and still expect the opportunity to still be there. So here is a really straightforward and quick alternative. The thing to notice about these situations is that when, when at least for me, right, I can only speak for me, but when I feel fear, when I feel less than confident, <laughs> feels weird saying that because I was just arguing that confidence doesn't exist, but when I don't feel like I'm ready for a situation, usually it's because there's something running in the background. I'm worried something is going to happen. 
right? And so in that instance, it's up to me to just simply locate what that thought is. What is it I'm afraid of? What am I worried will happen? And typically, that thought will also have an accompanying body sensation. Thoughts and our feelings, our, our bodily sensations are connected, right? Our emotions all live in a specific place. And if we begin to look most of the time, it's either in our heads, on our neck, or on our shoulders, or somewhere in our torso, right? That's where our emotions tend to reside and be stored. If I pay attention to the body sensation that is associated with a certain emotion, that's where the magic is. Now I'm going to get more specific with this because I can get that this is really kind of an abstract conversation right now. But for instance, when we feel nervous, right? How do people describe it? Like butterflies in the stomach, right? It feels like I'm going to hurl, right? So when we have strong emotions, there's a very visceral response. And that's completely normal. In fact, I think to some degree, emotions are an interpretation of body signals. Uh, when I used to wake up in the morning, I would, I would have a feeling of anxiety, right? There was this feeling of dread. And when I began to pay attention to where that dread existed, <clears throat> existed, it was reliably, it was 100% of the time, this discomfort, this gnawing emptiness in my stomach. And what I began to realize was that's, that's also the sensation of me simply being hungry in the morning. And I had paired those two things together. So eventually, whenever I, I felt hungry in the morning, I would also feel like I was having some symptoms of anxiety. And I would begin acting that way. I would start panicking because like, oh shit, anxiety. Like, it would affect me in a way that it didn't need to. So what happens... Or so <laughs> let's do that with the proper intonation. So what happens then when I begin to focus on my body sensations? Now, the important thing that I, I, I want to make this clear, the important thing about how you can be taking this on. Hmm, there's probably a better way to phrase this. Okay, so normally when we deal with this kind of thing, we try to push those negative thoughts and emotions away. We shove them down, right? We want them to go away. And in resisting them, they tend to get stronger, right? They build up over time. They don't go away. We're just constantly fighting them. So what you want to do is jujitsu or judo this situation. Is it Aikido? It might be Aikido. Like where you use the force of the thought and just use it against it, right? You roll with it. Rather than fighting against it, you go with the flow. You allow the emotion and the feeling to take its course, right? You stay with the body sensations. Don't get lost in the thoughts. Just allow them to pass through. But stay with the body sensations and feel them out. Understand them until something begins to shift. You may notice yourself softening into it, relaxing. You may notice that your posture starts to change. Your face begins to relax, right? Something internally begins to shift. You may have been even in pain or discomfort, and as you're paying attention to it, it begins to fade, 
right? And don't forget to breathe. That part is also really important. Don't hold your breath. Just continue to breathe into it. Be with the experience and don't treat it like it's a bad thing. Just roll with it. This is what's happening right now. There's nothing wrong. I'm going to see where this goes. After a few, like less than two minutes, it should, in some sense, in some instances, ah man, I'm getting stuck between instances and situations. (laughs) In some instances, I've had that emotion disappear after like three or four seconds. It doesn't have to be complicated. You do not have to go through a long process where you tie it back to a childhood event and then discover how it benefited you and how it cost you and where else it's showing up in your life and what you can do instead and how you need to take action. None of that needs to happen in that moment. It is helpful in the long run so you don't continue to have that experience, but it's also equally useful to build up this muscle of simply going with the flow of where the brain is going. Thoughts and emotions are so temporary. The reason why they persist is because we insist on resisting, right? That's why they stick around. So rather than resisting, just give in. Now, that doesn't mean that you stop and get into an obsessive loop about how someone is doing you dirty, right? Like, (laughs) rather, you just start looking for the body sensation. That way you don't continue to build it up. Look for the body sensation, acknowledge that the thought is there, but then then feel into the body sensation and breathe. That's all. This will work almost all of the time, as long as you don't allow yourself to get sidetracked into the obsession route. And as you breathe, maybe take the time to slow it down too. Use your vagus nerve, right? Use it to your advantage. Slow down your breath as much as you possibly can. And as you slow down and feel into it, that moment will pass. Like that. And then you can operate normally with confidence at the drop of a hat. All right, and that is all the time that we have for today. Thank you for joining us once again, and we'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. for the next podcast. Thank you.